Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. All right, so um, yeah, just kick it off. Let's uh, let's hear a little background, um, your audit experience, where you are now, where you've been. Yeah, so I've been in IT now since about 2009, so a little over 10 years. Um, started on a help desk, you know, spent the next six years after that in incident management, you know, in, in a lot of big companies. So, you know, G Healthcare, United Healthcare, Caterpillar, um, so, traveled the region, have seen a lot, um, been part of a lot of big projects and companies, and um, so starting in about 2015, I joined IT Audit for a student loan uh, servicing firm called Great Lakes Higher Education. They were based out of Madison, Wisconsin. They ended up getting bought by a competitor, then spent some about a year and a half with a smaller company, total administrative services corporation in madison wisconsin um got a call to step up to a bigger role in cybersecurity, and so now i'm with qe insurance in sun prairie wisconsin and i'm the the team leader the team leader for north america uh, for identity and access management okay. so i've been here about six months now and the reason we wanted to kind of bring you on was your article in the, I guess, volume one of the 2020 ISACA journal, uh, The Risk and Rewards of Enterprise Use of Augmented Reality and Virtual Reality. Um, yeah. So, and that's just kind of interesting because you don't think of AR and VR really in the, in the corporate sense. It's usually marketed as uh, or geared towards the gaming industry. So I think, you know, the first thing for the listeners is if you could kind of just define AR, VR, what those are, and uh, the differences, and then kind of where you see those being used in a corporate environment. Yeah, so, you know, virtual reality is kind of a, um, uh, it's, it's more or less a fictitious world that you join through the wearing of some physical hardware. It's usually a headset these days. Um, I didn't see anything suggesting that's going to change. So if you're big into video gaming, you know, PlayStation VR, they're kind of a leader in the VR space right now. Um, augmented reality, that could be something that you wear like, um, like bifocal glasses or even with your smartphone. You know, there was that big Pokemon Go craze uh, a couple of years back where people were, 
you know, opening up their smartphone, walking around their neighborhood or the park and seeing these graphical images being displayed over the real world via their camera. So, you know, virtual reality is what is not there. Augmented reality is kind of a mix between what is there and what is not is what is not there. And so what's, what are some uses that we're seeing in the corporate world? So training seems to be a big one right now. Um, so, you know, I think in the article, I gave some examples. Um, I, I don't recall the companies off the top of my head, but I think it was a Renault out in France. They're using it for engine assembly uh, training and, you know, showing their engineers a, a better way and more efficient ways to build engines. Um, I think Boeing was another one cited in the article, um, but we're seeing a lot of training being a big corporate use case for VR and AR um, currently. And so when they're doing these trainings, is it like, you know, I, I think of Tony Stark and Iron Man, you know, how he's got the, the image kind of 3D holographic kind of thing floating in the air and he grabs a piece of uh, his robot or whatever, his, his suit and like just throws it away to the, the <laughs> recycle bin of his desktop. Is that kind of, is that how it's being used? I, the research didn't go that far to really see exact, you know, there weren't no videos available to see really what it is they're seeing, you know, these users in these companies. But I think it's more of a, I think that's more of a sensational, futuristic um, path where AR, VR will go. Um, but I think right now it's more of a, um, you just get that graphical overlay. And I don't know if you're doing some of those fantastic things that we were seeing in the Iron Man movies. Right. All right. Um, so what are, you know, this is about, this is for auditors. Our audience is are primarily auditors and risk-based risk -based folks, professionals. So what are the risks in using AR and VR um, corporately? Yeah, my my perspective based on the research I did was that, you know, the physical risks are really the the more important ones to focus on, at least initially, you know, because, you know, as I was reading, like some of the disclaimers from like the Google, the Google product that sold, you know, you could experience or suddenly have post-traumatic stress disorder just from using the device. Um, some people can, you know, are prone to seizures or, you know, so I think from a lawsuit perspective, there's a lot of risk if the company doesn't really think about and get a good process around how we're onboarding users to these devices. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting um, in trying to think of what the risks are and reading through your article, the physical risk was something that I don't think, you know, me or very, very few other people would have, would have considered um, even the, the physical environment in which you're interacting in and the, you know, little physical harm that you could do to yourself, you know, banging yourself against a, a window or something. Is that along yeah. the lines of physical? Yeah. I mean, even if you, you know, put lockers or there's, you know, sharp desk corners in there or something, you know, if you trip and fall, uh, you could break your nose or cut your face or, um, you know, then suddenly the company has a multi-million dollar lawsuit on their hands right. for something that seems, you know, benign or 
you know, we don't need to think about this, but there could be tremendous impacts. Yeah. Yeah. I know when, when it kind of came out in the gaming world for PlayStation and Xbox, there was the story of the, um, the guy that had the controller in his hand and was, I don't know, throwing a football in VR or whatever it was and chunked his controller at the TV screen and broke it. So I guess we got (laughs) to be aware of that also. Yeah. I mean, I had never even thought about those things because, you know, years back, you know, back in like the mid nineties, they were peddling these virtual reality gadgets. You know, it was just basically this clunky headset you put on and I was playing Super Nintendo with it. And, uh, you know, I, so I was a user of VR way back in the day, but I'd never considered as I was going through this article process, any of these physical risks myself. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We wanna say thank you again to our sponsors over at AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy to use audit risk and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. So, so what is for, you know, this is a fairly um, new technology relative to um, the corporate world and audit needing to be aware of it. What are some steps that audit can do when that comes into place? If they, if they hear rumblings of, hey, we're gonna bring that in to do a training or we're gonna use it uh, in this scenario, what are some things? Cause I wouldn't imagine there's, um, you know, audit work plans available to um, kind of build a, a risk process around it. So where, where, where could we start? Yeah, so, you know, and, and I actually, this when I was you know, developing the research was, you know, getting system and security guides from the, the product maker, you know, because basically they, those usually outline, you know, when you do any audit, whether it's virtual reality or Microsoft, Microsoft uh, Windows Server or Exchange or, um, you know, Cisco network switches, whatever, you know, the system administrator guide tells you what all of your risks and configurations are so what what is possible and based on what is possible you know your audit plan should be focusing on some of those potential risks based on what can i configure what can users do Um, so getting a system administrator guide or some product guide from the vendor uh, is a good first step yeah Um, i think that's a great uh, point for really any new technology because it is changing so fast. Um, I talk about bots a decent amount and and learning about bots and not only developing them, but also implement or also, you know, um, performing an audit of um, an enterprise bot uh, program. A lot of it kind of came back to risk relative to our typical IT general controls. It's logical access, change management, um, and kind of other ITGC. So is that other, can we use that also as kind of like a framework? I think you could. I mean, at, at, at most, you know, you're going to use any vendor supplied documentation to really understand your threat or risk landscape. 
um, and how it applies to your business, you know, and that might also lead to other questions to the business, like, you know, how do you intend to use the product? And then you could use that, that admin guide as a reference, like, well, this configuration or that configuration may not be in scope, or maybe the people, the IT administering the product need to know about that. Um, so after the system admin guide, you know, um, you probably need to start doing due diligence around the vendor itself, you know, having your uh, vendor management processes. You know, are we doing a full review of this vendor? Are they financially sound? What history of security breaches do they have? Uh, and those types of questions need to right. be answered. Right. How could you, how could you see audit using this technology internally for their own um, benefit. So again, going back to bots, it was um, typically I see an audit when it comes to new tech is the company will use it um, and then eventually kind of flows down and audit will start using it. So with bots, um, one use case that I'd like to, to give people is getting access to the data. So if you have access to, um, you know, you go through um, a website to get data for, from your company, say PCARD data, and you go through the third party and there's a, a report interface and you have to check all the boxes and hit all your filters and your dates and all that. Rather than doing that over and over and over again, each month uh, or each week or however often you're looking at it, is to build a bot and have it go out and pull that down for you. So do you see any use cases for audit using AR and VR? That's a good question. You know, I hadn't, hadn't considered that until you asked it. Um, my gut, my gut answer is like, yeah, I'm sure there is, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. You know, so, you know, when you think about how you, a user uses VR, AR, they're put in some, either a simulation of a fake world or there's some overlay on the real world. Um, you know, maybe it could help, you know, I don't think VR maybe has so much of a use, but from an AR perspective, you know, maybe there could be an intelligent guide going along with them as they're reviewing data live that says, Hey, did you, you know, are you considering this element or these two elements together create this risk? Right. Um, yeah, maybe it would just be like a virtual assistant going through and reviewing the data with you. You know, if you're reviewing an Excel file or something. Yeah. And it's it's helping you point out, well, this could be a problem, do this. Yeah. Uh, I could see that being a use. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and something else I want to touch on was the data um, that these devices are capturing, essentially. So what... I know in working, you know, just in P card and AP uh, analytics and things like that, uh, people ask me, you know, what can we do? How can we use analytics on this data uh, as internal audit? And this is, you know, the type of data that audit has been working with forever, you know, that type of data, that transactional data. And now we have um, with AR and VR, we have just kind of this different type of data um in terms of what the, the the devices are capturing so what what type of data is being captured by uh an ar vr headset type device yeah my understanding was i think there's really two sides of this it's like 
what is the device capturing and sending to the vendor? You know, there's tremendous privacy, potential privacy risks there. Um, you know, so there's that side of it. And then there's what is the device capturing and logging internally with the company using it? So I guess to the first one, my research seemed to indicate that the, the vendor is very interested in, you know, what are, the, what are the items you're focusing on that in that simulated world? How can we turn that into advertising, you know, dollars and efforts? Of course. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously the telemetry data too. If you're, you know, if you're a U.S. Army soldier walking around a military base, you know, there's potential for the, the outline and the rooms within the compound to be, you know, the telemetry data could be stolen and then, oh, now people we don't want to know about the inside of our military bases. They know how big they are, what the dimensions of the rooms are, uh, and, and that sort of stuff. You know, the, the devices have to track you, you know, down to a minute level to know when you're about to walk into a wall or if you're about to have, you know, a physical danger. So that safety net creates privacy risk. Right. Um, which is always a, a hot topic with any, um, any new tech and especially what's going on in the news in the world today. So that makes a ton of sense. Um, all right. Well, what else in terms of um, kind of a takeaway, if there was one big takeaway that you wanted the listeners to have, around AR and VR, what would it be? I mean, yeah, it's a, a lot of fun right now. I don't think a lot of it's, you know, we're just using it for gaming at a, at a primary point right now. But um, I think that we're just touching the tip of the iceberg as far as what the uses are going to be, what the security ramifications are going to be. Um, I guess I would say, you know, use it optimistically, proceed slowly and cautiously. Right. Um, you know, the other thing that the research pointed out was there's not really like established security frameworks around how to secure these devices. So there's going to be patchwork security, missing security, no security. And, you know, if you're trying to get these, you know, hey, we want to bring in ARVR for training. Um, it's likely that your devices aren't going to be secure and you're going to have to find clever ways to make that happen. Right. And then, and then lastly, where could we look for more AR, VR um, information? Is there a, like an institute uh, to follow or to keep track of? Or uh, Yeah, I think I, I, don't, I don't recall the name uh, off the top of my head, but in the article I mentioned, a, it looks like there's a working group that's trying to standardize some of the, the AR, VR device security standards and device standards. So... I would just, you know, look to that group for now. But yeah. to date, I haven't seen any major source of, hey, you know, if I want to get a good list of security controls, I can test, go look at these people or what they're doing. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll include uh, in the show notes, we'll include a link to your article and then um, the institute that you, you referenced in the article along with um, anything else of, of use that we've mentioned here um, that people can... Um, can follow as they as they need so well, all right adam i think that's about it man i appreciate the time yeah no worries trent it was good good being on and i appreciate it yeah absolutely thanks again 
Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.